pain is some serious business. It ain't everyone who knows what to do about it. Now I hear there's a podcast just about this. It doesn't talk of pain alone, but other interesting things distracting the mind from it. So I suggest you tune in to Outsmart the Pain and listen to what Karsten has to say about it. Get ahead. Get it done. Listen to the podcast and maybe change your life or someone else's. Hello and welcome back. Since this is a very new pod, I think it is new, although it started last fall and there have been more than 25 episodes and thousands of downloads. Since it is a new pod, everything is not written in stone and will probably change in the future. Perspectives are always helpful. The one thing I miss is feedback. Well, actually, I meet people who tell me they listen to the pod and they enjoy it. What else would they say if they talk to me in person? But I would really appreciate feedback to my email. So could you write me at karsten at karstenalbeck.com, both positive and negative thoughts? I need to know if I'm on the right track. I want to be a part of your positive listening experience and not lose you down the lane because you don't appreciate the contents. So write and tell me what you think of this. There are stories waiting to be told. And if I only get negative feedback that I should stop this pod, I actually will. So you do have some power out there. Write me. So what's up for this episode? Well, we will start a mini-series in this pod. I will talk with my co-author Karin Julström about the book we wrote, Outsmart the Pain. Don't worry, it is not advertising the book. You don't even need the book or have read it to understand what we are talking about. If you have the book, you will recognize the subjects and see how we dig a little bit deeper into each subject. If you never heard of the book, you will still think our talk is interesting. I really think so. So, to set the stage for our talks, I will today go through the chapters and the different subjects and talk about what we will be talking about. And you will get some stories that never have been written and I probably won't talk about again, if you stay and listen. I will not do this mini-series in a row, but you will get a chapter talk now and then during the episode this year. So, let's start. The book Outsmart the Pain. Why on earth did this book come into life? I love lecturing. It could be because I love hearing myself talking, but I really hope that is not the case. But watching people learn and later on get feedback on how this knowledge has helped people is so much fun. Not too long ago I had a lecture for the internship doctors, A.T. Läkarstämman, about pain. I got them both to laugh and actually cry. 
I have not received the grades yet, but I am sure that if you can connect to people with laughter and for that matter sorrow, I am sure some of the knowledge will stick. But I only have eight hours of work every day. There is a limited number of people I can reach, even if I sometimes do lectures. So when I got the chance to write a book which could reach many more people, I could, after some persuasion, agree to write this. To date it has been sold in about 15,000 copies, which I understand is a good number being in Sweden. And still I meet a lot of people who never have heard of this book, so I think there are some other people out there who would really benefit from reading it. So, in the first part, Karin and I will talk about how the book came to be and her first visit to me as doctor-patient. Why do we want to talk about this? Well, because the feeling before the meeting and the meeting itself is so common among other people who experience pain. And actually, the meeting with a doctor could probably be generalized to any meeting. How do we communicate? And talking about communicating, I need to tell you a funny story, a true one. I was a resident in anesthesia, not at my current hospital. I was trying to put a patient to sleep before surgery. We start with breathing oxygen in a mask, then we give different medications for sleep, for pain and a muscle relaxant so people will not react when putting a tube through the vocal cords and where the patient later on will get both oxygen and an anesthetic gas which makes them continue sleeping. Anyway, the patient was really huge so holding the mask over her mouth and nose was not very easy. She had received medication but I understood that there would be a problem giving enough oxygen without getting blue in the face and there could be a problem putting a tube down her throat. And I, I had already given maximum dose of medication. So I told the anesthetic nurse to get the most senior doctor on duty to come and help me. When my colleague entered the room he could see I struggled. His personality was to being very calm, so it was very nice to have him there. Also, he always wanted the junior doctors to learn, so he did not take the command unless it was really necessary. So I said, I am trying to saturate the patient, which is hard, her muscle relaxant is wearing off, and I do not know if I should intubate her now. He said, okay, just keep doing what you do and it will probably stabilize. So I hold the mask for a while, then I asked, and now? And he said, you're doing fine. I knew that the muscle relaxant would wear off, so I asked, should I give her muscle relaxant now so I can intubate? He answered, no, you don't need to do this now. So I was standing there, not knowing what to do. A very surreal situation. So finally I said, I really need to know if I should continue to put her to sleep or instead wake her up and start all over. My colleague looked at me somewhat surprised and said, Oh, you were trying to put her to sleep. I thought you were trying to wake her up. Ooh. 
Now, before you all get very nervous how things are being done behind the scenes, especially when you're asleep, I can tell you this was something that happened many, many years ago and hasn't happened since. And the patient got very well after surgery. But the thing is, of course, communication. We often think that the other part knows what we know, but that often is not the case. That Karin and I will talk about. Doctor-patient communication. The next chapter in the book is about the pain system in our body. The first episode in this pod is about just that, so there will not be a specific episode talking with Karin about that. But the pain system changes during persistent pain, making the brain signal that certain structures hurt although they are healed. For instance, after a successful surgery, you could still have pain in that area. Since the brain thinks it's dangerous, it will do everything in its power to avoid pain, which often means being physically and sometimes mentally inactive. That often makes it a vicious circle. Pain, less movement, more pain, even less movement, and so on. Maybe you add medication to relieve the pain, which gives you more side effects than good effects, and so on. Also, the pain behaves very strangely. It jumps around the body and appears when you don't expect it to. All these different facts will be touched through the different episodes with Karin, but not as a single talk. We have some patient stories in the book, and we will not go through them in detail in that sense, but they can tell us a lot, so we will talk about them in one episode. I wrote in the book about how to succeed with the doctor's appointment, a very practical guide on what to do and what not to do. For instance, why should you go see your doctor in the morning and not late afternoon? I have not planned to do an episode on this, but if any of you out there think it would be a fun or good idea to hear, please let me know and I will throw it in. One chapter is just about medication. Karin and I will not talk about the physiology and mechanisms behind different substances. I talked about that in one of the first episodes in this pod. But what medications do, both good and bad. And about pill shaming, how it feels to take these pills. Again, I need to tell you a story. I worked as a nurse at a ward for elderly people. I am not a nurse by profession, but med school students could work as nurses, which I did in the summer. Now, there is a kind of political discussion in Sweden whether students in med school should be allowed to do this or not. Personally, it really was a great time and I only got positive feedback from that time. Anyway, we had this elderly woman who came in mostly because she fainted when she woke up at night and wanted to walk to the kitchen. So we wanted to have her under observation and see how she functioned during the day and night. When it was time for her to take her evening medication, she had brought her pillbox and wanted us to give her one of her sleeping pills from it. I opened the lid and was met by the color of the rainbow. There were pills and capsules of every size and color. So I asked her, how come you have all these different pills in the single container and how do you know which one to take? She said 
that after her husband died, she did not want to throw away his medication, so she put them all in her own box, and at night I take one of them. No wonder she fainted. Anyway, medication is important. To take the right medication if it helps, and stop it if it doesn't. We have some chapters about specific pain, the back, fibromyalgia and headache. If we wanted to cover more, it would probably be a book too thick and not easy to read, which was one of the prerequisites that were really important to us. Better to read an easy and a little bit thinner book than not reading a complicated thick one. We will touch upon this in the different episodes, but not have a devoted one for specific body parts or diagnosis. Research is one chapter. This chapter in the book is in the form of an interview with psychologist Richard Wixell. I will talk with him in a completely separate episode later on, so this will not be dealt with Karin. And finally, the subtitle of Outsmart the Pain is Reprogram your brain and get your life back. We will talk about this, how to actually do this to become better and do more. I would like to end this episode with telling you a story when I called a patient. We had previously met at the clinic and we agreed that medication was not his first choice. So he would talk with one of the physiotherapists he had been in contact with at home many years ago. Then I would call him after one to two months to hear what had happened. So I called him after six, eight weeks. He seemed quite agitated. He said, you know what? I talked to my physiotherapist and she told me I could try to get more physically active. I realized I had an old exercise bike in my cellar at home, so I digged it out and started to use it. Okay, I said. How did it go? Well, I will tell you. I started a little bit and maybe got more pain, but since she had told me I should continue, so I did, and increased the amount of minutes on the bike. After a while, I rode 15 minutes each day, every day of the week. And, I said, well, my pain was so much better, almost gone. Now the man was clearly very angry. So I said, um, and uh, was there any problems with this? Well, yes, why on earth had no one told me this before? See you next week. Take care.